The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to The Tom Sumner Show. Now, when a virus comes along that's spreading like a plague, and POTUS and his lackeys have been nothing if not vague, well, then you've got to trust the CDC and listen well, unless you want to bid our free society farewell. There is a... Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And if we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And if you got a better cough in your arm, and if you got a better... <coughs> now, back in 1918, influenza had its run. But half the docks were busy overseas with World War One. Today we have mass media and scientists to say, if you don't want this virus, well then stay six feet away. Super damn important that we practice isolation, because we're asymptomatic while it's an incubation. We'll overwhelm our hospitals if there's not mitigation. It's super damn important that we practice isolation. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. And so I hope at last you'll take this lesson here to heart. Cause it's already scary and we're only at the start. If you get bored, just think of the immunocompromised who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilized. Oh, super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. If we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad, transmittable, Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. The Tom Summer Program.com. 
And welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour is part owner and chief content officer of the Elite Sports Network. Um, he's, uh, you may know him as the outspoken frontman of Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, where he hosts a variety of live programming, including Elite Sports, from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern every weekday his name is jeff manns and he joins me by phone hi jeff welcome to the show uh, thanks for having me tom appreciate it glad to be here um now we're going to talk about and you spend a lot of time talking about fantasy baseball um well yeah. fantasy sports in general yeah. We kind of do it all, sports betting, you know, the, the, the gaming essentially centered around sports, but with the baseball season coming up, we are spending a lot of time talking about the uh, America's pastime here. Well, and and when you talk about America's pastime, is America's pastime uh, becoming an online pursuit? Are, are we going to see people back in the stadiums in the new normal? Yeah, I mean... I mean, they say they are. Um, Everything, you know, it depends on what location, what state you're in. Every ballpark's going to have a different feel, at least at the start of the season. The hope is by the midway point in July um, that they can have full stadiums again across Major League Baseball. But having anybody back in the stands is definitely going to feel a little different than uh, it did last year when we played 60 games with nobody in, in the stands anywhere. So. We'll see some fans there. We're going to see stadium workers there, so it's going to be more bustling, a little louder uh, than what the the players played in last year. So we'll have a bit of a more normal feel to start, and with the hope that they'll ramp up, you know, midway through the season and heading into the playoffs come this fall. Has fantasy sports just exploded online during the pandemic? Yeah, man, it, it it did. You know, when you know, last about a year ago, when everything was shutting down, and, and you know, the NBA shut down, NHL shut down, baseball uh, pushed back their uh, their spring training. We didn't know what to make of anything, and in, in my business, we didn't really know what to do without sports. It's something I've done this for fifteen years, Tom. <laughs> Nothing like anything I've experienced, and it was scary for a while. But what ended up happening is, yeah. It, Baseball came back, played that limited 60-game schedule. NBA came back in the bubble in Orlando. NHL came back to round out their season. The NFL played a full season. And we really did. We saw even a bigger growth with sports betting that's now legalized in uh, over 15 states across the United States here. Um, Sports betting, fantasy sports, people tried to – they couldn't go to games. Right, and so they formed leagues and in their neighborhoods and online, and the uh, there was a big boom, big explosion. We saw about a thirty percent growth rate even during a pandemic with everything going on. So um, I feel like a lot of people sort of found an outlet here, something to do, playing fantasy sports, drafting their favorite players, drafting their hometown players, and competing against each other to prove their uh, their sports prowess. So yeah. It was uh, an unexpected boom, but one that, you know, was very exciting, nevertheless. Well, you know, I've never been um, much of a sports 
enthusiast or follower, uh, you know, other than in, uh, rooting for the home team and so on. Um, I've been more into politics. In fact, I always joke that, you know, I, I watch a uh, 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 State of the Union address like most people watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, I get my popcorn and <laughs> chips and all my stuff. But um, so explain to me, because I'm really fuzzy about fantasy sports. How how does that sure. work exactly? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways. It's funny you bring up, like, State of Union politics. I mean, that we saw last year in 2020, Tom, it was wild because they, they were drafting fantasy politics leagues, and they were drafting <laughs> they have so many Democrats, so many Republicans. Oh, that's and, great. And, you know, there's sing- yeah, I mean, there, there's all kinds of events like this. We, we've seen it, like, with the... Uh, you know, before movie theaters closed down, obviously there was the box office, a fantasy league where you'd go up, you'd, you'd draft, or you get to pick so many movies that debuted and see which ones and how much they grossed was your total points. You know what I mean? And we, we've seen it for like the Oscars, they do uh, betting on that, the Grammy Awards, which just passed a, a couple of weeks ago as well. You know, Golden Globe Awards. So, you know, fantasy sports kind of started with this rotisserie-style fantasy baseball back in the uh, uh, Daniel Okrent and his guys in the early 1980s, and then it got into football, and football just exploded through the 90s and early 2000s. So basically how it works is in any number of ways, but the basic concept is you draft your team. Instead of having to be, uh, I grew up in Chicago myself, and you know my south side team wasn't very good, the white side, I was feeling for you as soon as you said you were from Chicago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but, hey, I'm close, I, I I'm close to Detroit, Jeff, so I feel your pain. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it, especially in the football sense. But, uh, yeah, so uh, you, you get to draft those star players that you see around the league. You know, you get to see, like, for baseball purposes – if you want Mike Trout or Fernando Tatis, Ronald Acuna from Atlanta, these star players, you know, even they're they're not Detroit or Chicago, you can have them on your team. And you can kind of prove that, hey, I could do better than the general manager or the manager of my baseball team or my football team or basketball or hockey or whatever sport you like. And, uh, and, And that's the basic concept that, hey, I could put together a team make moves throughout the course of the season, outsmart my opponent, and hoist the championship at the end, even though my, you know, my defunct franchise that I follow because I was born in this uh, region, um, they can't do it, but I can't kind of thing. So, you know, and, and then it's great to compete against. We just saw NCAA tournament, your office pools, and your buddies and people you see at work every day, um, you know, being able to prove, hey, I'm a better sport, I'm a better fan than you. I know players better than you. I know how to acquire players better than you. There's, there's that lore of it too. So that that's the basic premise. And and how does it how does it play out? I mean, it's it's one thing to sit, you know, at your laptop or on your mobile device and you know pick good players by the stats and make good deals and assemble a team, but is there an open forum where the teams compete, and and how does that work? Yeah, like when the players get certain, you know, whatever they the stats they acquire in the games, you acquire those stats as well. And you know, it, there's 
for fantasy baseball purposes, like there's a bench and then there's a starting lineup, just like a manager would do as well. Um, and, and the good thing is you could adjust it. You know, back in the early days of fantasy time, we would, we were sort of confined to the whatever website hosted us, Yahoo or ESPN or, or one of those, and they only had one basic setup, so everybody had to play the same. But now, in today's day and age, you can play any kind of variation. You can do a starting lineup just like a major league baseball manager would do. You can do a half of a season league. You can choose what stats matter, right? We have a lot of advanced analytics these days that tell us, you know, like a weighted on-base average, these things that basic fans probably have never even heard of. So you can, or you can just go to the basics, home runs and strikeouts. I mean, it's what fills the stands. Either way, you can decide what variation of this game you want to play, build your league around that, and uh, and you acquire the staff as it plays out on the actual uh, on the actual field. Well, and then you mentioned the early days of uh, fantasy uh, baseball and fantasy sports in general. And it, it started out, these things were sort of hobby-like and, um, you know, mostly done for bragging rights. But, but now money's kind of a big part of it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been fortunate enough in my career to win quite a bit of money doing this. And that's kind of what we teach over at EliteFantasy.com is we teach people, okay, here's how you, here's how you profit from this. Right? You have this information. You're a sports fan anyway. Right? You're following these games. Where we're, let's face it, like the price of tickets, the price of watching these games, um, jerseys, all this stuff, they're not going down in price. This is getting more expensive. They're charging us more and more every single season. So why can't we figure out a way to benefit and profit from it as well? And, and that's a big part of what we do, and especially with sports betting as well. So um, that's what we teach. We, we teach people what's the proper way to build a lineup. There's there's seasonal leagues, which play out over the whole entire season. There's daily leagues, which you could choose. Listen, I'm off on Fridays. I'm just going to play I'm going to build a lineup and compete against however many people, whether it's 10, 50, 100, or 100,000 people. You can play against that money, that many people, and you win various amounts of money. You could win up to a million dollars a night playing this game. You know, and there's people that do that, as a matter of fact. Um, so, I mean, you can kind of pick and choose what is right for you, what entry level you want to get into, what skill level you're currently at, and sort of, and we, at Elite Fantasy, help people build that lineup. You know, what players to choose, what statistics to look at, what contests to choose, how much of your bankroll do you put in in a, in a nightly basis, on a weekly basis, on a yearly basis, what's right for you, kind of that custom ideal. That's what we do, and uh, our people have been very, very successful. This past NFL season, we had $2 million winners, two people that won over a million dollars in one week of fa- at fantasy football. We had seven people win over $100,000 in a week, not counting them, so I suppose it's nine if you count the millionaires, and we had over a dozen win $50,000 in a single week or over, so we're talking about a yearly salary, a great yearly salary in one week of fantasy sports, and in baseball's case, you could do that in one day. That's amazing. More about fantasy baseball and sports with Jeff Manns from Elite Sports, straight ahead. Hello, darling, this is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling author photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. The Tom Sumner Program.com
Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to Tom Sumner Program. More about fantasy baseball and sports with Jeff Mans from Elite Sports. Straight ahead. The um, you mentioned jerseys and and other forms of uh, merch. Yeah. Do these fantasy teams have their own logos and merch and stuff? And and is it fantasy merch or real life merch? It's wild. Yeah, sometimes they do. I mean, we we see fantasy leagues that have been. I mean, you look at for fantasy baseball purposes. I've been fortunate enough to join leagues um, like Tout Wars and labor, you know, leagues that guys like Keith Olbermann have started out and played, you know, big names like that over the years. And those leagues do have their own emblems, do their own logos. They do sell their own merch. Uh, you know, kind of like you get a, not a green jacket, but you get a, a, a wool jacket, you know, for winning. You get something on the menu at uh, a New York City-based restaurant for winning the uh, Tout Wars League, you know, a dish named after you for a whole year, um, things like that. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of branding that's being done, a lot of long-time leagues where they invest their money. We have uh, professional fantasy leagues where they put in an entry fee and then they invest it, just like in the early days of Major League Baseball or the NFL and they invest that money, and teams actually have equity and have shares of that overall pie. It's it's wild what's being done in, in this day and age, and uh, it just keeps growing year after year. Tom, now is this? Um, are these uh, competitions and and awards? Is that all? Is it all just owner to owner competitions, or are there fans for these teams and leagues? Oh, there's all kinds. I mean, there's basically, it usually starts out with just fans, and then they grow to love the fantasy game. They you know, they feel a kinship. They feel um, they build a league around their coworkers or fellow fans or maybe people they meet online or anything like that. And, and there's different variations. You know, if you're in our chat room over at uh, Elite Fantasy or our seasonal site at Fantasy Guru, and there's people in that, they form their own leagues. You know, because they have common interests and they're they're all there and they talk baseball or talk football, whatever sport it is, all year round. And then there's some that go to a baseball game. You know, me and my son, um, you know, we were doing this. We're trying to hit all 30 major league baseball stadiums, and um, you know, as we go, major league baseball is a fantasy game. It's called a pick four game that they've been doing. We didn't go to any games last year, but before that. Um, you know, we picked four players. And that's something that's drawn him into it. He gets excited about, okay, which four are we choosing this game? He'll talk about it at, you know, when we're en route to the, the, the ball game or we're getting our hot dogs and stuff in the stadium. Then we watch it play out. We did real well in Colorado one year at Coors Field. And that sort of got him hooked. Like, can we play this when we're not at the game? Yes, we can play this when we're not at the game. You can play it just watching it on television. You can build a league of your own. You can do a home run derby in a given day, a given week, or a given month, or a whole season as well. So there's so many variations nowadays, Tom. And I think that's what, as we talked about during the pandemic, when people were shut in and these athletes came out, that was an outlet to build these fantasy contests, to build these competitions, to give us something to occupy our minds and time until we can go back out and eat in restaurants and go to actual sporting events again. 
Now, the the players on these fantasy teams are based on real life players. You're you're picking the the right. stars from the world of real life baseball. Yep. Um, is there any I don't know royalty or sign off to to use these players and their statistics this way? Yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that. There was a uh, big lawsuit, Major League Baseball uh, Player Association, uh, or Advanced Media, actually, in 2003, um, tried to sue the fantasy sports industry to gain access, to not let them use their statistics. And that was, uh, you know, it's one of those things where uh, um, they lost that lawsuit. The Fantasy Sports Trade Association actually had won that uh, lawsuit, and that's the reason a big explosion happened in fantasy sports in 03, 04, 05, all the way up until present day. Um, and the reason for that is you think about things like MLB extra innings and the NFL Sunday ticket that DirecTV has and all these, you know, the, the interest in non-local market events is really centered around folks playing fantasy sports. Like, why would I be interested in what happens uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays and a random Tuesday night as a Chicago White Sox fan if they're not playing the White Sox, you know? It's because I have some sort of vested interest in players like Vladimir Guerrero or George Springer or somebody like that. And it's we've seen this boom, and it's grown. The NFL, for instance, just signed a new deal that starts, I believe, in 2022. They're going to get $10 billion with a B, billion, a year in just their television rights. Just their ability, they sell the Thursday night game to Amazon, the Monday night game with ESPN. ESPN paid a premium to have flexible schedule. And why is that? And a lot of that is attributed to the high ratings that people tune in to live sporting events. The only, only time that a lot of people tune into a live event on television anymore, let's face it. We all watch streaming services. We're watching on-demand video. We're watching movies when we want. We're, we're DVRing everything. So live sports is huge to the television audience, and th- thus these leagues have profited majorly from the um, people tuning in for that. So it's one of those things they've learned over time. That they, we don't have to pay a royalty. We don't have to pay a premium to use these players' names on a, on a fantasy page, but we're also the ones tuning in spreading the word, hey, this team, the, uh, uh, the Astros are, are playing the Mariners today, and it's a big game because we think Jose Altuve is going to have a really good game or whatever. People are, are interested and need to see that game and thus paying the premium service, turning into streaming services or whatnot to boost those ratings and they can charge more in advertising. So it's been very good for the NFL in particular that's now the king of all sports leagues but it's also been good for Major League Baseball who let's face it Tom has done a pretty poor job of keeping themselves relevant in a a new age community the viewers have changed fans have changed baseball's been real slow in that regard and I think fantasy's helped them does the slowdown in, in sports during the pandemic, did that have an impact on um, having the ability to use statistics, or do you go by a previous season or, or a lifetime average? 
Oh no, that it, it definitely when when there was no sports for that, there was about an eight week period. You know, we had to get very creative. Our team at the Elite Sports Network and Elite Sports Betting, where it's our brand new legalized sports betting site that we help people, you know, do that. We were you know, we were talking horse racing and we were talking about La Liga soccer and uh, Bundesliga over there. I learned German soccer, Tom. Like I, I, I <laughs> wherever there was sports we were there, you know, I mean, we, we had to learn these new things. So, yeah, most of our stuff is based on live sporting events, right? You know, it's, a, it's based on new games coming out, new contests being served in whatever capacity that is. Um, you know, so, and it's up to us, you know, it, it was, it challenged us in a lot of ways at the network that we had to get creative and find ways to help our people, you know, help, help those who frequent our chat rooms. You know, any given time, you'll have hundreds of people, if not thousands during the NFL season, in our chat rooms just looking kind of for what's next. How do we make money next? What What's going on? Is it, you know, and, and that slowed down for a considerable time. So we, we looked to games like Stratomatic, which is a historical-based uh, sort of baseball game that, you know, players have cards, and it's an old cards and dice uh games that I played as a kid back in the 80s and 90s and but you know it was relevant because you could replay seasons from the past if you wanted to see what Bob Gibson would do in the 60s if you wanted to look Mark Fidrich's uh, glorious years in the mid-70s you know the Birdman there in Detroit like that was something you could do during this period and it helped buy time because people could play that that online as well so but there definitely was a scare. Without the live sporting events, it, it was definitely a challenge for us and our people to stay engaged, stay motivated, and uh, and to make money at the same time. When you put together teams and you have a lot of people, you know, putting together teams and they're you know buying and trading players, you end up with a different roster than what exists on the real teams. How do you determine how those players are going to play? Uh, how, how do you how do you play them against each other when they're not playing against each other in real games? Yeah, that, that's where you draft. You know, that's the best part of a fantasy season. That's what we're seeing right now in major or for fantasy baseball purposes. Everybody's drafting. And it's a great time. You get to normally, let's say under normal circumstances, right. where all your listeners yell at me for gathering. Now, I'm not I'm not promoting gathering and stuff like that. We, we've had to do these online. That's why, you know, Zoom and Skype and all these services and Hangouts and, and, and Google Meet was so great. You know, the technology, I think, helped us insurmountably um, in all ways of life, and that includes in our fantasy sports leagues that we're able to gather. Normally, though, you gather somebody's basement, um, and uh, or garage or wherever, and, and you have 10, 12, 15, 20 of your buddies, and you draft a team. So you get to choose a player from any team you want. If you want Mike Trout, you can get him if you have that pick. And once you've drafted him, he, is now, he now belongs on your team. And we put that all into a uh, commissioner software, and like there's a ton of them, whether it's you know, ESPN, Yahoo, Sandtrax, and uh, all these uh, types of services, they have, they store each of our teams, and then we manage it within 
from that software online every single day. And we move players in and out of our lineups. And as they play on the real field, they generate stats that go into our bank for each team. And as those our numbers rise and fall, um, that determines our standings. Okay. What's going on in real Major League Baseball? Yeah. So you so you don't have to um, have a a playoff of these fantasy teams and try to speculate. Um, You can you're actually uh, building up um, wins by um, how the the players are performing in real life. Absolutely, and that's sort of, to your point, the projections, we're trying to guess what they're going to do is a huge piece of that, you know, because now we're trying to get after your draft, that's sort of what we do at our sites, including EliteFantasy.com, is we go, we'll project what your team will look like. You could uh, import it to our, our software, we could help you recommend trades. And roster moves, you can add and drop players throughout the season. Players go on waivers. Um, when rookies come up, then you, there's a free agent bidding process where you, you the highest bidder, um, is able to acquire that player. And, you know, we can see real talented folks like, uh, uh, Wander Franco and these guys that'll be coming up during the, the MLB season. And, um, but yeah, so the projections is a big part of it, guessing how they're going to do. Of course, it's not guessing. We have very sophisticated statistical models and analytical models to do that using hundreds of different statistics. But, I mean, that's something most listeners don't have to worry about. That's our job, to run those numbers and tell you who's going to perform the best and worst during a season. I want to go back to the money part for a minute because in order for people to win yeah. money, some people have to put in money, don't they? So it, yeah, it, there are purchases of the of the various players and uh, different aspects of of getting invested into your team, and then um, is is that where the money comes from? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's generated users. You know, whether if you're in a seasonal league, you're going to play it out the whole season, or even like a month or a, a half season league. Uh, we call them seasonal leagues. You put an entry fee in, and all that money goes into a pot, into the you know main. Uh, you know that, that and that's all handled internally by you know, whoever the commissioner of the league is. You know, there's places like League Safe where everybody can put their money in, and they hold the money for you, and then disperse it depending on who wins at the end. In a daily setting, daily fantasy. You again, that's what we do at Elite Fantasy. Is um, that's a DFS. Site. We call Daily Fantasy Sports. It's abbreviated DFS, and that's where there's an entry fee for every contest you play, and that could range anywhere from a quarter um, all the way up to you could play for you know, ten thousand dollars a day or a contest, I should say. And there are some people that do that, um, and everything in in between there. And the variations are, you know, from a Millie Maker contest where you put in. Twenty dollars into a contest, you can win a million dollars as a result. The catch to that, of course, is you have to beat hundred thousand other participants. <laughs> right and now, is this is this new? Is this real greenbacks or cryptocurrency? Yeah, no, this is real money. Yeah, they, it, to this point, they're not using crypto on the DFS sites. Most of them, I think, might be one. 
I'm not sure. I don't play for crypto at this point, but um, I'm, I know that's something that's on their radar. But no, this is real money, actual real hard uh, cash. So um, yeah, it could be used everywhere. And now, it goes into your account, and then you could withdraw from your account. What kind of money do people, you know, have to invest or put into this to qualify to to win big? Like you said, you know, you were talking about, you know, people who could who could play and and make a million dollars a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that like I said, that's a twenty you know twenty dollar concept in that one in particular. That's difficult odds. What I did, I could tell my own story. Tom is that you know, I have a wife, three kids, and I was a fantasy sports player back in the nineties, and I've been broadcasting it for you know. 16 years now. And, and your wife loved it, right? No. Well, <laughs> no, she hated it back then. And, and the story for me is exactly what I think what you're thinking is that I daily started coming up and I started playing and I thought, oh, oh I'm way ahead of everybody. Yeah, I had won some high stakes leagues at this point. I'm going to dominate. And I did. I got my, my butt kicked over and over and over. And to the point that she had to sit me down and say, hey, you're depositing like hundreds of dollars constantly here. What are you doing? Like, this is not normal. This isn't right. You know, you're hurting our bottom line. And I had to make a decision at that point, Tom. I was like, all right, am I going to, I either have to stop and stop fooling myself, right? And stop playing because this is getting into bad territory. Or I have to figure out a way to win. I have to learn how to really do this, right, for real, like actually. And that's where I stopped chasing those big, you know, all the DFS companies will throw a million dollars, million dollars, because that, that gets us all excited. Sure. What I had to do is say, is do these things called cash games. And a cash game is like this. Whatever dollar amount you play for, let's say there's 100 participants, 50 people will win, and they'll double their money, right? That's a for you know, you have a 50% chance of winning a coin flip. If you if you do your research, you know the games. You don't have to be an expert level to even do it. It's a reasonable ask. It's a reasonable way of gaining money, and that's what I ended up doing back in 2010, 11, 12. I built a bankroll just fifty percent, top fifty percent, top fifty percent, night after night, week after week in the NFL, and I, I built it from one from I think one last deposit of a hundred dollars. And I played maybe two dollars a day, making it four, four to eight, eight to sixteen, thirty to sixty-four, uh, one twenty-eight, two fifty-six, ten twenty-four. Just build, 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 double, 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 double. Um, and then I was able to play a little bit higher stakes, and it all culminated in me qualifying for what they call a live final, where you go against a hundred people. And this was at the Playboy Mansion out there in L.A., which is still oh, closed. But in twenty fifteen. I was able to fly out to L.A., uh, play a, a, a daily fantasy baseball contest at the Playboy Mansion, mind you, <laughs> where uh, nobody would give me the time of day, of course, but I won $100,000, the top prize that day. And when I was holding that big check, suddenly I was the uh, the big man on campus there and got a lot of attention, and that sort of, you know, cha- it really changed my entire life, on because that $100,000 win was, you know, set me on a course and my wife never complained again after that point i'll tell you <laughs> I, I could just see you when you found out you won that'll show her 
I did it. I held up the uh, the the giant check that they gave me, kind of like the Rocky holding up the championship belt. Ricky to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he shoot. I have the tiger playing in the background. Jeff, yep. um, we're we're running out of time. I, this is amazing. There's a good reason why they call baseball America's pastime. The time has gone so fast talking with you, Jeff. Jeff Manns is uh, part owner and chief content officer of the Elite Sports Network. Um, Jeff, I, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about. Perhaps they want to get involved themselves. What, what is a, a great place for someone just getting started to dip their toes in the water, so to speak? Yeah. Well, the Elite Sports Network, we run three different websites. FantasyGuru.com. That's for the people that play seasonal the whole year of baseball, football, basketball, what have you. The daily stuff where you can win that million dollars a day is at EliteFantasy.com. And then we have our betting site at EliteSportsBetting.com. So we have something for every sports fan, whether you want to dip your toes in any of those waters. Um, we've got a, a package available to you, contest. We can show you the way. We're kind of your daily coaches um, every single day. If you would like to get started at any of those sites, Tom, we're offering your listeners a discount. Just use the promo code SPRING. Um, right there, S-P-R-I-N-G, if they want to get started there. If they just want more information, they could hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Mans, M-A-N-S, or on Facebook or Instagram, Snapchat, or even TikTok. I'm even doing TikTok. Look at me. The Jeff Mans, all one word. I'll be happy to talk to any of your listeners through it, teach them some more, whatever we can. I'm happy to help anybody that is interested in either sports betting or playing fantasy baseball fantasy football when the time comes nba nhl nascar like i said anything we are uh, we are ready to go and we've got a staff of hundreds that can uh, help guide people and help them be profitable in fantasy sports well jeff uh, thanks so much for spending this time with me i, I really appreciate it and uh, I, I i guess rather than saying goodbye i'll say play ball oh i love it Great <laughs> thanks for the time tom appreciate you take care that was uh, Jeff Manns talking about fantasy baseball. He is uh, part owner and chief content officer of the Elite Sports Network. You may also know Jeff Manns from uh, his uh, role as the uh, outspoken frontman of Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, hosting a variety of live programs, including Elite Sports from 4 to 6 p.m. weekdays, Eastern Time. And with that, we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight up. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. TomSumnerProgram.com the Tom Sumner Program dot com. The Tom Sumner Program dot 
This is the Unknown Comic. And guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now. And now, too. And even now. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County. Where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods. And in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. 
MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Foundation baseball team. Yes, we just organized the thing. Oh, you did? Sure. Well, I'd like to play on the team myself. You know, I know something about baseball. Well, that would be accomplished. Well, I'd like to know some of the guys' names on the team, so when I meet them on the street or in the ballpark, I'll be able to say hello to them. Why, surely I'll introduce you to the boys. You know, strange as it may seem, they give these ball players nowadays very peculiar names. You mean funny names? Nicknames, pet names, like uh, Dizzy Dean. Brother Daffy. Daffy Dean. And I'm their French cousin. French cousin? Gouffet. 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 <laughs> Well, now, let's see. We have on the bags. We have who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find out. What silly name? I say who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. Are you the manager? Yes. You know the fellow's name? Well, I should. Well, then who's on first? Yes. I mean the fellow's name. That's it. That's who? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. Who? The first baseman. Who? Have you got a first baseman? Who is on first? I'm asking you who's on first. <laughs> That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. Now, tell me who's on first. That's right. I want to know what's the guy's name on first base. No, no, what's on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who is on first. I don't know. He's on third. Now, we're not mentioning third. Now, let's get together. How did I get on third base? You have to mention his name. If I mention a third baseman's name, who did I face playing third no, base? No, who is playing first? I'm not asking you who's on first. Who is on first? I'm asking you, what's the guy's name on third? What is on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. He's on third. There I go, back on third again. I can't change their name. You got a first baseman? Absolutely. When you pay him off every month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. <laughs> Why not? The man's entitled to it. Who is? Yes. So who gets it? Sure he does. <laughs> Sometimes his wife comes down and collects it. Whose wife? Yes. <laughs> well, all I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name on first base? Listen, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who is on first? I don't know. Third, Third base. base. I yes. pick it up. <laughs> you got an outfield? Well, surely. The left fielder's name. Why? I just thought I'd ask. Well, I just thought I'd tell you. <laughs> tell me who's playing left field. Who is playing first? Stay out of the infield. I want to know what's the left fielder's what name. What is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. 
Why? Why? Because. Oh, he's center field. Why, <laughs> you know these players as well as I do. Look, you got a pitcher on a team. Wouldn't this be a fine team without a pitcher? The pitcher's name. Uh, tomorrow. You don't want to tell me today? I'm telling you, man. Then go ahead. Tomorrow. What time? What time what? What time tomorrow? You're going to tell me who's pitching. Dallas. Who is not? I'll break your arm, you say, who's on first. Uh, I, <laughs> I want to know what's the pitcher's name. What's on second? I don't know. Third base. You got a catcher? Surely. The catcher's name. Today. Today and tomorrow's pitching. Now you've got it. Now I've got it. I don't even look. Oh, we got us a couple of uh, days on a team. I can't That's help that. A couple of don't days. Don't get excited now. Who's your next side? Take it easy. Take it easy. You know, I'm a pretty good catcher myself. Tell, tell me. Now I'll catch today myself. Oh, I'm going right. to catch. Yes. And tomorrow's pitching on a team. Yes. Now, tomorrow throws the ball and the guy up bunts the ball. Yes. Now when he bunts the ball, me being a good catcher, I want to throw the guy out of first base. So I pick up the ball and throw it to who? Now, that's the first thing you've said right. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, that's all you have to do. Is to throw the ball to first base. Yes. Now, who's got it? Naturally. <laughs> if I throw the ball to first base, somebody's got to get it. Yes. Now, who's got it? Naturally. Naturally? Naturally. Oh, so I throw the ball to naturally. Hey, you do nothing of the kind. You throw the ball to who? Naturally. That's it. That's what I said. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Did I throw the ball to naturally? But you don't. I throw it to who? Naturally. That's what I'm saying. I throw the ball to who? Naturally. You ask me. You throw the ball to who? Naturally. Well, say Same it. as you. <laughs> I throw the ball to who? That's naturally. naturally. Now, whoever it is drops the ball, so the guy runs a second. Yes. Who picks up the ball and throws it to what? What throws it to I don't know? I don't know. Throws it back to tomorrow? Triple play. Yes. Another guy gets up and it's a long fly ball to be caught. Why? I don't know. He's on third and I don't give a darn. What'd you say? I said, I don't give a darn. Oh, that's our shortstop. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Wash my hands. I don't touch my face. I stay at home. Shelter in place Social distance Don't go to work I wear a mask and gloves Stay away from church I avoid old folks And should I sneeze I do it in my elbow
death of me. a trip to the grocery store to buy TV and a few things more but when I get there all I can find is 16 honey buns and some mad dog wine I'm washing my hands like a raccoon with OCD. I've watched Hulu, Roku, Netflix, PBS, and the BBC. I've taken down all my mirrors because I'm sick of what I see. Yeah, two more weeks of this quarantine's gonna be death of me the death of me you know they say this is war but we don't have to storm Omaha Beach or Pork Chop Hill and we just lay here on the couch and watch TV Whew, I'd rather volunteer for a high risk commando raid to parachute into Wuhan and find that little fellow that ordered that bad soup I know I'm talking out of my head saying crazy stuff over and over like Yes, dear. Yes, dear. At breakfast, I meant to say, honey, please pass me the pepper. Well, what slipped out was, you crazy woman, you've ruined my life. <laughs> of course, I immediately apologized as <laughs> soon as I regained consciousness. From the Tom Well, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. I want to say thanks to all my guests, starting with uh, Jeff Manns from uh, Elite Sports this last hour, talking about fantasy baseball, fantasy sports in general, actually. And then uh, before that, we uh, had a very interesting conversation with the author of How Healthy People Eat, culinary disruptor Kristen Cofield. And um, and we started out <laughs> rocking the week with uh, our first hour with um, Flint's rock legend Mark Farner talking about his uh, new DVD release, which is uh, from Chili with Love. It's concert footage plus some bonus uh, tracks and video. Uh, pretty interesting project. I've seen bits and pieces of it. We heard some of the music today. Anyway, thanks again to Mark. It's always uh, an honor and a privilege when we can talk with Mark Farner. That's Smoking George Winters tickling the ivories. Let me know it's time to head on down the hall to the living room. But I'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock with another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And I hope that you will be too. In the meantime, good night everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. 
Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.